What's up everyone? I am excited to welcome you to another episode of the Busy Minds Foundation podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be discussing procrastination. I was thinking about this topic a few days ago and although procrastination is pretty is a pretty familiar word or a pretty familiar phenomenon, I still wanted to, you know, do some research on it and find out other scientific uh, studies done on procrastination. During the course of my research, I came across a very nice article and I thought to bring um, forward some of the points made in this article on today's episode. I especially loved this article because it approached the topic of procrastination from a scientific perspective. I am going to also link the article in the description box below so you can also read it for yourself at your own time. Procrastination is a challenge we have all faced at one point or another in our lives and for as long as we human beings have been around, we always struggle with avoiding things, putting things off, delaying and procrastinating on issues that matter to us. There are some moments that we are very productive and we temporarily figure out how to stop procrastinating and during these moments we feel very satisfied and we feel very accomplished. Today we are going to talk about how to make these rare moments of productivity a bit more routine and we are going to, I am going to share with us guides Um, scientific proven guides and framework that we can use to beat procrastination. What is procrastination? What is the definition? Um, Procrastination in in old times was referred to as acrasia or acrasia, if I'm saying that correctly. The problem, well not really a problem, the phenomenon is very timeless that it has been addressed by many philosophers in the past. The word acrasia is the state of acting against your better judgment. It is when you do one thing even though you know you should do something else. Loosely translated, you could say that the word means a lack of self-control or procrastination. A modern definition of procrastination would be the act of delaying or postponing a task or a set of tasks. It is the force that prevents you from following through on what you set out to do. So why do we procrastinate? What goes on in our brain when we procrastinate or what goes on in our brain that causes us to avoid the things we know that we should be doing? This to know to know why why people procrastinate, it's it's important to kind of like bring in a scientific explanation. Now, uh, behavioral psychology research has revealed a phenomenon called time inconsistency, which helps to explain why procrastination seems to pull us in despite good intentions. 
Time inconsistency refers to the tendency of the human brain to value immediate rewards more highly than future rewards. The best way to understand this is basically by imagining that you have two selves, right? You have a present self and you have a future self. And when you set goals for yourself, like uh, an example which was also used in the article is losing weight or writing a book. So if you make plans for your future self, in terms of if if you make the plan to lose to lose weight, for instance, you're actually making that plan for your future self. You are envisioning what you want your life to be like in the future. Researchers have found that when you think about your future self, it is quite easy for your brain to see the value in taking action with long-term benefits. Uh, the future self values long-term rewards. However, while the future self is the self that sets your goals, only the present self can take the necessary action towards those goals. When the time comes to make a decision, you are no longer making a choice for your future self. Now you are in the present moment and your brain is thinking about the present self. Researchers have discovered that the present self really likes instant gratification and not long-term payoff. So we see that the present self and the future self are oftentimes at odds with each other. The present self wants to be slim and fit in the, in the example of weight loss but the present self wants to probably eat two packs of indomie <laughs> of course you know that you should eat healthy today to avoid being overweight or obese in 10 years but the consequence like an increased risk of diabetes or heart failure are only years away but right now you just want to eat your five packs of indomie Similarly, many people know that say, if they were to save for uh, retirements in their 20s and in their 30s, that this would be a very good decision to make because the benefits would pay off 10, 20 years in the future. But it is easier for your present self to see more value in buying a new pair of shoes today or a new pair of um, Rolex watches today than to save that 100k or 50k for your 70 year old self. This is one reason why sometimes you go to bed feeling very motivated to make a change. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to work out for two hours in the gym and I'm going to do this and do that. But then when you wake up in the morning, you find yourself falling back into your old habits. This is because your brain values long term benefits while they are in the future but values immediate gratification when it comes to present day which is today um so the you you cannot rely on say long-term consequences and rewards to motivate the present self instead what you have to do is to find a way to move future rewards into the present moment. You can make 
future consequences become present consequences, whether those consequences are rewards or punishments, for instance. And the moment when you make your you make future consequences present, then what happens during those moments is that you finally move beyond procrastination and you begin to take action. For example, let's say you have to submit a report or submit a project and you you have a deadline for this project and you've known about it for weeks or you continue to put it off day after day. You know, you experience uh, anxiety thinking about this paper or this project that you have to do, but not enough anxiety to actually get you to do it. And then suddenly, say the day before the deadline or two days before the deadline, the future consequence now turns into a present consequence. And you find yourself just beginning to write that report hours before it's due. And what happens is that the pain of procrastinating finally escalated and you crossed what what is called the action line. The important thing to note is that as soon as you cross the action line, the pain that came with procrastination begin to subside. In fact, it's it's understood that in the middle of procrastinating, it's more painful than being in the middle of doing the actual work. And the problem is not really in doing the work, the problem is in starting the work. If we want to stop procrastinating, then we need to make it easy, as easy as possible for the present self to get started and trust that the motivation and momentum will continue after we begin. So how do we stop procrastinating? There are a variety of strategies that one could employ to stop procrastinating. One of those strategies as I mentioned, is to make rewards of taking action more immediate. If you can, if you can find a way to make the benefits of long-term choices more immediate, then it becomes easier to avoid procrastination. And one of the best ways to bring future rewards into the present moment is with a strategy known as temptation bundling. Temptation bundling basically is a concept that came out of um, behavioral economics research and it's a strategy that suggests that you bundle a behavior that is good for you in the long term with a behavior that feels good in the short term. Some examples of temptation bundling are um, probably listening to podcasts that you love while exercising or watching your favorite show while you're doing house chores, you know. Another way to stop procrastinating is to make the consequences of procrastination more immediate. There are many ways to force you to pay the costs of procrastination sooner than later. For example, if you are 
exercising alone, skipping your workout next week won't impact your life much at all. Your health won't deteriorate immediately because you missed that one workout. The cost of procrastinating on exercise, for example, only becomes painful after weeks and months of lazy behavior. However, if you commit to work out with a friend at 7 a.m. next Monday, then the cost of skipping your workout becomes more immediate. Miss this one workout and you look you wouldn't look like a very nice person. Um, another way to stop procrastinating is to design your future actions. One of the favorite tools our ecologists use to overcome procrastination is called a commitment device. Commitment devices can help you stop procrastinating by designing your future actions ahead of time. For example, you can curb your future eating habits by purchasing food in individual packages rather than in the bulk size. You can stop wasting time on your phone by deleting games or social media apps. Similarly, you can reduce the likelihood of mindless channel surfing by hiding your TV in a closet and only taking it out on big game days. You can voluntarily ask to be added to the banned list at casinos and online gambling sites to prevent future gambling sprees. You can build an emergency fund by setting up an automatic transfer of funds to your savings account. These are all examples of commitment devices to help reduce the odds of procrastination. Lastly, another way, another method that can help you is to make the task more achievable. The friction that causes procrastination, as we've already talked about, is usually centered around starting a behavior. Once you begin, it's often less painful to keep working. This is one good reason to reduce the size of your habits because if your habits are small and easy to start, then you will be less likely to procrastinate. One way to make habits easier is to use what is called the two-minute rule, which states that when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. The idea is to make it as easy as possible to get started and then trust that that momentum and, and, and then to trust that momentum will carry you further into the task and you begin. Once you start doing something, it's easier to continue doing it. The two-minute rule overcomes procrastination and laziness by making it easy to start taking action that you cannot say no. Another great way to make tasks more achievable is to break them down. An example of a famous writer was given who published 47 novels, 18 works of non-fiction, 12 short stories, 2 plays and an assortment of articles and letters. How did he do it? Instead of measuring his progress based on the completion of chapters or books, 
he measured his progress in 15 minutes increments. He set a goal of 250 words every 15 minutes and he continued this pattern for three hours each day. This approach basically allowed him to enjoy feelings of satisfaction and accomplishment every 15 minutes while continuing to work on the large task of writing a book. Making your tasks more achievable is important for two reasons. The first one is that small measures of progress help to maintain momentum over the long run, which means you're more likely to finish large tasks. The faster, secondly, the faster you complete a productive task, the more quickly your day develops an attitude of productivity and effectiveness. When you've learned how to stop procrastinating, it's important to, to strive to making productivity a daily habit or a routine. Some ways that we can try to stay consistent is at the end of every workday, you can write down six most important things you need to accomplish tomorrow. Um, you can prioritize those six items in order of their true importance. And when tomorrow comes, concentrate only on the first task. Work until the first task is finished before moving on to the second task. Approach the rest of your list in the same fashion. At the end of the day, move any unfinished items to a new list of six tasks for the following day and try to repeat this process every working day. And that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Busy Minds Foundation. Comment and send in your questions using the hashtag BMFpodcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.